I was delayed because uh, Cisco just died. Yeah, the, I saw that. That's that's a bummer, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, he, I think he had like two days ago. He had a stroke. Uh huh. Is and that all, then, is that all of the originals? Um, the brothers. That's not quite all of the brothers. There's still Worf is okay. the last survivor, yeah. um, and he's the he's the really angry one that doesn't want anything to do with anybody, <laughs> and he's just this super ornery Gus. <laughs> so of course he's the last survivor. Too angry to die, brother. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's pretty much it too. Like that's yeah. that's the way that he is. But he, I don't know that Cisco started having. I think he had a stroke, and then I think that caused a blood clot. Uh-huh. that just kept starving his brain increasingly of oxygen. He started having a whole bunch of, like he was fine yesterday all of a sudden again. And then he started having a bunch of really bad seizures. And then probably about like five o'clock, he finally, like we checked in on him. We kind of set him down for a little bit. We checked back on him and he was gone. That sucks. Yeah. So he's gone. At least one boy. And then we have the four girls now. That's a bummer. That sucks. Yeah, they they only lived to about three, and he was right around there. Oh. So, oh. Uh, completely unrelated, but still related. Did you, did you read the article about the bear that they had to euthanize? No. They um four four hundred pound black bear, right? Four hundred pound black bear. He had um he was coming into town getting human food. Right, so he's eating trash and all that good stuff. But he okay. had um, all the plastics, plastics and uh, plastics and uh, uh, paper towels and things like that had actually created a blockage in his intestine. Um, Jesus! So, so he was literally starving him to death because he wasn't getting any nutrients, so he kept eating. Because he was he he was hungry, right? He, he wasn't getting any nutrients because of this blockage of the plastics and the paper towels and whatnot, um, to the point where his intestines, after the blockage, had actually started to degenerate and um, um, go into sepsis because they didn't have anything in them. Yeah, four four hundred pound black bear. They had to euthanize him. But don't worry, kids. All those microplastics in your diet yeah. surely are not doing yeah. you any harm. Yeah. The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for <laughs> yeah. literally everybody and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's good God. That's well, uh, hashtag humans are the worst species. Yeah. That I can't. I mean, although, well, you saw that video that I posted with the, the little girl. At the that wildlife sanctuary with the trying baby to, black bear. Trying Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? <laughs> yes. And the bear's just looking at her like, yes, tiny human, please stick your hand in here. Yep. I'm going to have to send you the link on Instagram, but it's called Torons of Yellowstone. Right? Torons. To- uh, 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 Morris or tourist morons. And they oh, have. Oh, boy. They have video. There's one just the other day that a, a mama grizzly and two cubs and a group of tourists got within like 20 yards of them. Dumb ways to die. <laughs> yep. Oh, 
that's you know for the most part black bears are I just, fine <laughs> i just said picture like picture like like charles darwin you know the, the the meme where you're poking it with the stick come on do something yeah not, like charles darwin poking the bear come on do something <laughs> <laughs> this is your opportunity this is right here the yeah i mean and that's the thing too is like black bears for the most part are pretty pretty docile like they generally oh they're their primary their flight you know, instinct is, is humongous yeah their their primary diet is actually like berries and stuff right yeah. like they're they're There's, not all they're, that bad. They're omnivores but yeah but grizzly bears mm-hmm. <laughs> grizzly bears eat a lot of meat and yeah. you there dear tourist you are made of it <laughs> and you come between any species of bear and its cubs Mm-hmm. And very unfortunate things are going to occur. <laughs> unfortunate, but I mean, predictable. You see the the, the video sent you, you sent the other day of um, um, the elk in heat walking through the town, bugling, and people are running for cover. Right? That's that's but what uh, Yellowstone but they'll get, National but Park. They'll get within twenty yards of a mama grizzly and her cubs. <laughs> oh look, Ooh. teddy bear! Not a teddy bear. <laughs> If not friend, not a hugger. If not friend, why friend shaped? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't pet that dog. That's why I had to send like, because all I could think of was the California tourist in Yellowstone. Can I pet that dog? No. Can I pet that dog? No. <laughs> Can I pet that dog? I will. If if I go, if I die, trying to pss, 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 something and pet it, you know, just accept <laughs> it. Don't tell the Forest Service because they'll go out and shoot it. Uh, that was that was my choice. <laughs> Kitty, not kidnap. Well, <laughs> it's well, I mean, I was I was told by a guy on Madagascar. He said that, you know, because I was like, oh, the lemurs are so cool. He's like, yeah, watch out for the claws, though. Like, well, yes. He's like, those claws are actually really sharp. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of tourists have that have been walking out uh, and seen these things and been, been like, oh, look at the cute little lemur. Get him off me, man. Get him off me. <laughs> Like the three ladies in the inner tube with the the river otter, yeah, yeah. The oh, otters are there. predators, They're, ladies and gentlemen. That you can you can look. She posted the the photos. She mm-hmm. posted the photos. That otter fucked her up pretty good. They're predators. I've seen them go up against bears mm-hmm. and charge at bears, and yep. bears are like fucking nope, and yep. they're gone. Yeah, so. But then, but then on the, then on the flip side, there's also another article that was just recently came out the other day about um, a woman um, uh, with tilapia, the fish, right? She undercooked tilapia, got some rare bacterial infection, was literally dying, and they ha- and she is now a quadruple amputee. They had to amputate both her arms and both her legs. And she's on a ventilator. Oh, and, and they had and they had to amputate her lip, her upper lip. And she's on a just, ventilator. And that's the only that's that's how she's staying alive for, for right now. Just fucking shoot me. What that's what I'm the, saying. Like just, just let me go. Just let me go. Yeah. Just just put me out to pasture. Like old yeller me. All right. Like just drag <laughs> me out behind a corn crib. Hopefully you're also still sobbing, but like drag me out no. behind a corn crib. Just <laughs> put <laughs> I'm just saying, just drag me out, drag me up to the top of the hill, put me in a wagon, tape some Roman candles to my shoulders, and just let me go. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, 
if I'm it, like, if they're like, we're going to have to amputate all of your limbs. Oh, and by the way, your respiratory system is about to shut down. Like I'm going and dragging myself to like one of those places in Vegas where I can rent supercars. Yes. And yes. like going, yes. okay, I need like a Bugatti Veyron. Yes. And I'm going to head out to this flattest, straightest stretch of road in the desert I can find. And I'm just keeping Three, it to the floor. 395 between Reno and Vegas. It's just, like three three hundred miles of like literally almost a straight line. But immediately before I do that, I'm gonna make sure that I take a cop off so that he's behind me and I'm gonna be like, You try and catch me, bud. Yes, I want that dash cam. <laughs> I want just, that dash. I want I want the, 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 the helicopters out. I want the news helicopters out. I want it to be everywhere. Because <laughs> when that road turns, I'm not gonna bother. That's yep. Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna see. We're, like, uh, we're aiming for uh, aiming for a slight rise in the road, and we're gonna see what the hell happens. And I'm sure it will be spectacular. See how, see how good that downforce really is. Yeah. Boom. yeah. Go, well, uh, I mean, if you've seen the downforce get lost by some of those uh, those GT cars and stuff, where they just backflip through the air at 90 feet. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. No. Go. Uh, just take your take your hands off the handlebars, like uh, Jack's telling in the last scene of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I never actually watched that show all the way through. I oh. uh, it got it got really bad, like the last season after uh, uh, after Kurt Sutter was fired and all that. It just it got it got really bad. Didn't he get fired because of his like stupid ass feud with like that actual outlaw biker yeah. gang? Yeah, part of it. So, but oh yeah. Um, now that we're ten minutes into it, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and the reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That's B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also covered by Brandon Review, Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. This is episode 230, which I was so kindly reminded of by Keith in one of our group chats. He called me out. Hey, Jason, don't forget it's episode 230. (laughs) And now we know at the opening. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I knew that. Just, just saying. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Shawls. That show went downhill after Oprah gets killed. Oh God! Like I've, I've never, I've never cried at a uh, uh, a fictional character on a TV show dying. But when Opie gets killed, I came pretty close. That's a uh, Ryan, Ryan Hurst's character in uh, in Sons of Anarchy. I he was, have not he was, seen that he was, far in the he show. Was not, he was not killed. He was not just killed. He was sacrificed. He he willingly sacrificed. And that was like, ah, oh, that one was hard. And then there's a, a if you, I had the, the season DVD and there's a, a, one of the special things afterwards, after Opie died, um, they were talking about it. And every single cast member was behind the cameras watching watching that scene watching that scene get filmed 
every single every single cast member watched that scene get filmed, and then um, they did a uh, uh, a cutting of the, a cutting of the beard. Like uh, every like all the cast came up, they took turns cutting off pieces of beard, and that was their uh, <laughs> their therapy, their send off to Ryan Hurst. That was kind of cool. That's funny though that like there it you see that so often with TV shows too right like where they they do that where the the rest of the cast knowing that this cast member is about to be gone for good and like it's a super emotional thing yeah yeah like when um when Bobby dies on Supernatural that's a big one and I know like the whole cast turned out for that. I forget there are a couple others that I've heard of. Like the whole cast was there to say goodbye when one of the one of the characters gets killed off. Yeah. No, which one hit harder, Opie on SOA or Glenn on Walking Dead? Uh, I didn't care that Glenn died. Just saying. I haven't watched much <laughs> of either TV show, so I have no opinion. I've watched no Walking Dead. So I refuse to watch Walking Dead. I absolutely will not watch it. <laughs> it, got, it got it got so so weird. Like the, they 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 had this lady with the sword who cut off zombies' arms and then removed their lower jaws and and was somehow able to like camouflage herself by walking them around on a leash. Like the zombies, yeah, make like sense. The, the, the zombies without arms and lower jaws didn't still try to, you know, come after her. It just that it, doesn't make any. It, yeah. See, this is like, and and this is kind of why I refuse to watch Walking Dead. Is like I liked the comic books; uh-huh. they were good. Yeah, the show does not appear to be so. No, no, it's it was weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, as Buckshot said, the first few seasons were great. It was great once they once they got once they got to the CDC. That's when the show started to to go south. After that, well, I think they started changing from the comic. Like the end of season two is what I heard is yeah, when it so diverges from the comic, and they start just kind of ignoring all of the source material and go off on their own. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got a uh, you got any idea where you want to start? Hmm. This week, I really want to talk about the conservatorship thing. I think it's freaking hilarious. Okay, we will start with the. You remember the uh, Colorado officer who placed the handcuffed woman in the back of the car, and the car got hit by a train. Yep. Colorado officer who placed handcuffed suspect and police vehicle that was hit by a train sentenced to. What was the sentence? What was the sentence? Taking bets. I'm going to bet that he was sentenced to community service. 30 months probation, 100 hours of community service. Yes. For murdering a woman with his own negligence. Well, she lived. She lived. But she just really or, well, almost. Yeah. Almost yeah. murdering a woman because yeah. of his own negligence. Yeah. A police officer in Colorado placed a handcuffed suspect in a police SUV that was then hit by. He literally stopped on the, the, the train track. And got out of the vehicle on the on the train track. Uh, Fort Lupton officer, he still has a job, by the way. Uh, Jordan Steinke, or Steinke, S-T-I-N-K-E. I think it's Stanky. 
Stinky. All right, that's that's appropriate. Uh, Officer Jordan Stinky uh, will serve 30 months of supervised probation and 100 hours of community service. Uh, in July, Judge Timothy Kearns found the former officer guilty of reckless endangerment and third-degree assault, but found her not guilty of a felony charge of criminal attempt to commit manslaughter. Quote, there was no reasonable doubt that placing a handcuffed person in the back of a police, uh, back of a patrol car parked on railroad tracks creates a substantial and unjustifiable risk to harm by the train. <sighs> Joined the traffic stop in Wilton County, Colorado last September, pulling over uh, Yanari Rios Gonzalez, who the suspect was suspected of brandishing a gun at another driver in a road rage case earlier that evening. Stinky placed Rios in the cruiser of the Platteville Police Officer Pablo Vasquez, who was the first on the scene, uh, parked in the middle of a marked railroad crossing. Body camera and dash camera video released by the police show Rios screaming for help as the train approached and struck the vehicle. She suffered nine broken ribs, a broken arm, in addition to other injuries, but survived the crash. Yeah, there's I mean, because here's the thing. If you or I, right, left someone in a car parked on railroad tracks and then it got hit by a train, there's no way we're not getting charged with attempted murder. Yes. Yes. Attempted murder. I no, mean, that, but no like, way. Like, OK, first and first off, first off, to even to even park on a railroad crossing takes a certain level of idiocy. Well, yeah, and not only, I mean, and if you watch that, if you watch that stop, right, if you watch the video, he is parked way in front of the suspect vehicle. Yes. There is no reason for him to have put his car where he did. Yes. Yes. He, like, like, he almost, I don't want to say he, he has to have intentionally parked on the railroad track, but it's it's possible he had to intentionally park on the railroad track. Well, when he pulls up, so when the the male officer whose car she winds up getting put into, when he pulls up, it's funny because if you pay attention to the audio, you'll notice that one of the officers even remarks on it and is like, don't leave your car there. And he's like, it's only going to be there for a few minutes. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then she puts the suspect into the car there and there are multiple other cars there, right? There's like four patrol cars there. She could have put it into any of the other three. Yes. But she puts her into the car that is on the tracks. Yes. Specifically. And then then doesn't notice the train coming at her? Well, when you hear the horn blare, they all go, oh, shit. And then somebody goes, hey, get the suspect out of the car. Get the car moved. Yes. And then everyone just stands there. Yes. And watches the car get hit. Yes. By the train. Yes, nine broken ribs and a broken arm. Yes. In addition to other injuries, but survived the crash. Okay, so <laughs> Stinky Stinky said, um, uh, Stinky spoke directly to Rios prior to her sentencing. Quote, I understand, recognize, and empathize that Miss Rios Gonzalez and her family have endured a great deal of physical, emotional, and psychological pain. As a police officer, 
I never intended for another human being to come to harm under my watch. I feel very much responsible for what happened to you that night. And what has ha- what happened to you that night has haunted me for 364 days. I hope it haunts you for the rest of your fucking life, you pile of shit. <sighs> yeah. So 30 months probation was that two and a half years and 100 hours community service for almost killing somebody for almost killing somebody by just absolute blatant negligence. Yes. Blatant negligence. There is no reason. Again, there were multiple, multiple patrol vehicles on scene. There is no reason for that suspect Mm -hmm. to go into that car specifically. Number one. And number two, there was no reason for that car to be parked as far forward as it was. Yes. Yes. Now the question is, the question is, do you think that that is the worst article we have tonight about a Colorado police officer? I Are you kidding me? It's Colorado cops. There's no way that's the worst article we can possibly. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's not. You're, you're going to enjoy this one. You're gonna, I, I might have to mute you just for like, okay. Oh. <sighs> no, I can't. I won't read the headline. No, I can't read the first paragraph either. It gives it, it gives it away. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I, I will not read the, the headline of the first paragraph because it, it gives it away. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, two recently fired or two recent, two Los Animas County Sheriff deputies were recently fired over an incident where they allegedly tased an unarmed man. The sheriff's office, the sheriff's office fired Deputy Mikhail Noel and Lieutenant Henry Trujillo over a November 2022 incident in Trinidad, about 200 miles south of Denver, when they pulled over Nate Espinoza. He and his father, Kenneth Espinoza, were driving in separate vehicles. So Nate's in front, and then Kenneth, his dad's behind him. The cops pull over Nate. And Kenneth, the dad, pulls up behind the police vehicle, right, waiting for his son. Attorneys representing 70-year-old Kenneth Espinoza said he was asked. So he, he pulls up, and apparently he's too close, quote-unquote, too close to the vehicle, to the police vehicle. So attorneys representing 70-year-old Kenneth Espinoza said he was asked to move his truck from behind the deputy's cars during the traffic stop. He started to move his car. That, that, that's on video. He starts to move his car, but the deputies stop him, detain him, and then tased him 35 times in front of his son while handcuffed in the back of a police car. What the fuck? Why? What? 70 years old, handcuffed in the back of a police car, and they tased him 35 times. For what? What could a handcuffed 70-year-old man possibly be doing that would warrant you tasing him 35 times? Attorneys representing Kenneth Espinoza released body cam footage of the incident in May when they filed a federal lawsuit against the deputies. They characterized it as, quote, an assault and unjustified excessive force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, quote, this is the most clear-cut case of police negligence, brutality, and abuse of power that I've ever seen. 
says Kevin Mayer, uh, an attorney representing Kenneth Espinoza. Uh, the video shows it. The third-party investigation confirms it, and the undersheriff admitted it. Yeah. <sighs> Let's be clear. Firing Noel in Trujillo is an important step in this journey towards justice, but it is far from the last one. Because uh, there's attorney... no way that that gets justified. There's just no fucking way you justify that. Yes. Uh, attorneys representing the deputies asked Judge Daniel Demeco, who overseen the case, to dismiss the lawsuit on August 25th, which he denied. The same day those deputies were fired, Los Alamos County Sheriff's Office uh, Lieutenant Phil Martin Jr. confirmed Monday. He said he couldn't comment further, citing the ongoing lawsuit. Also named as defendants in the lawsuit are Los Alamos County Board of County Commissioners, Sheriff Derek Navete, and Undersheriff Ray uh, Stan Steven. Uh, Espinosa's attorney, Stan Navette, and Stan Steven lied in their reports, something he says was confirmed by an independent investigation by the Pueblo County, by the Pueblo County Sheriff's Office. What a shock. They're lying to cover up for their deputies. Whoever would have guessed. Um, they didn't just brutalize Kenneth Espinoza and mislead the district attorney's office. They misled the press and the people of Los Animas County. This isn't an isolated incident, and we're not going to let them get away with it. This is the best part. Trujillo was criminally charged earlier this year for an unrelated incident while off-duty where he allegedly tried to fight a teenager. He pled guilty to disorderly conduct, and Mr. Maynard was issued a $236 fine. He also has three incidences of temporary protection order for domestic violence, all granted by a judge in 2006, and a harassment conviction from 1998, for which he served a year of probation and paid $179.50 in fines. So this guy is a an abusive fucking psychopath with a long history of being an abusive fucking psychopath. But despite... All of the evidence, despite repeated instances of him being proven to be an abusive fucking psychopath, they keep giving him a badge and a gun. Yes. And a taser. Yes. Um, Let's see. uh, I see there was something else in the other article that I wanted to read. Um, Oh, that's right. Uh, Lieutenant Henry Trujillo, who has a history of criminal convictions and restraining order himself. That's the guy I was just talking about. He was forced to resign from the sheriff's office in 2009 and then later rehired and promoted. Forced to resign and then brought back. Yes. Yeah. And as asked in the chat, doesn't a restraining order mean you can't have guns? Yes. If you're a regular civilian. Uh, Now. Not in 2000, 2006. No, it's still, I'm pretty sure it still meant that in 06 too. I don't think so. If you had, if you had a restraining order placed against you for domestic violence, you weren't allowed, uh, you weren't allowed to have a firearm if you were a regular civilian. But apparently if you're a cop, you still totally get to have a fucking gun. Yes. Dave, what's up, Dave? Um, let's see, where was that? There was something else in another article. Where was it at? 
Uh, blah, 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 blah. The body cam footage shows Trujillo uh, asking Kenneth Espinosa why he stopped. Espinosa responded that he was waiting for his son. Within seconds, Kenneth Espinosa and Trio were exchanging obscenities, and Trujillo ordered him to leave the scene. When Kenneth Espinosa did begin to drive away, deputies ordered him to stop, and one of them grabbed the handle of the truck. Um, Noel got out his gun and pointed it at Kenneth Espinosa's face. Once Espinosa was out of the pickup, he was placed in handcuffs. Trujillo and Noel ordered Kenneth Espinosa to get in the patrol car and used a taser on him multiple times, including at least once in the face, the body camera video shows. What the fuck? What? And he was just, and he, just complying, it'll be okay. He literally oh. was complying. Uh, Trujillo's not satisfied with beating Mr. Espinoza and tasting him in the face, said Espinoza's attorney, Kevin Mara, in the news release. Quote, he wants to keep berating him, threaten him with torture because Mr. Espinoza said he was planning to file a complaint. <sighs> yeah. Because how dare you not respect my authority? The video also shows Trujillo talking to a fellow deputy. Quote, we're going to try and get him in here. That's the, the, the police station or the, the, the county jail. If he acts like a fucking idiot, he's going in the chair. That's the, the restraint chair. Yeah. What a, See, and the thing is, and again, like this dude had a, a long established history of being a psychopath a long established history of being violent and refusing uh -huh. to see anything anyway but his way like he's clearly he's a narcissistic sociopath and yet and yet despite all of the fucking serial killer behavior that this man has demonstrated repeatedly oh but he's a cop <sighs> at one point espinoza asked her heel why are you being so mean Trujillo replies, I'm not being mean. I'm telling you the way it is. You had your chance, okay? Remember, he was in he was leaving. He was backing the vehicle up. He was going away. Yeah, and he was going them. to follow their instructions. Yes. At point, Espinosa erupts Trujillo and seems to say, You tased me, but is interrupted by Trio, who puts a finger in his face and starts yelling, Shut up and listen. It's not time for you to talk. It's time for you to listen because I'm done with your bullshit. This have all could have been prevented. It was being prevented. Yeah. It was being prevented. Again, the he the, the people will just comply. Nothing bad. He was complying. He was doing what they told him, and then he freaked out. Why? Who knows? Because he's a dangerous psychopath with a history of violent tendencies. Yes. Um, at another uh, another point in the video, Trujillo asked Espinosa that he doesn't even know why his son was pulled over in the first place. Quote, no, you don't. So shut up about it. I'm tired of listening to you. You're done talking because I don't give a shit what you have to say anymore. Zero. And then Espinosa yeah. replies, I can't understand why you're so mad. Because there's no reason because he's he's just looking for somebody to bully and beat up on. And his wife already left him and got a restraining order. Yes. Uh, the lawsuit filed by Espinosa claims that Trujillo uh, 
intentionally deactivated his body camera prior to transporting Espinoza, which violates state law. It also says that instead of taking him by ambulance to the hospital to be medically cleared by Trio, uh, or medically cleared, the Trio took him to jail first, which is consistent with the newly released body camera footage. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and that's the thing, it, like, he has no justification for freaking out, no justification for arresting him, no justification, certainly, for tasing him or anything else. He has no justification for any of this. He was literally just looking for somebody that day that he could beat up on and bully, and this 70-year-old man happened to be the target. Picked a 70-year-old picked a man and tased him 35 times while handcuffed in the back of a police cruiser. What if he would have? What if he would have died? Uh, they would have said made something up. Yeah, like they would have just made something up and like made up some sort of an excuse. Not that they could have justified it, but clearly, as demonstrated by the rest of the people named in the lawsuit, the higher ups would have tried to lie for him. The, the higher up. ups, the higher ups tried to cover this up. Yeah. So <laughs> if they killed him, they would have just gotten away with it. And it still doesn't tell you why the sun was pulled over in the first place. Yeah. No. But. Oh, yeah, that's all I have on Colorado this week. So. Yeah. So uh, we have another arrest video if you want to laugh. Do you want to laugh? Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. I love this one. This is great. <laughs> she remind you of somebody? <laughs> no, but. She might do. Yeah. <laughs> right, where's, where's, where's Keith? Keith, you still in the chat? Uh, uh, moment drunk stripper Grace Spoonamore. S-P-O-O-N-A-M-O-R-E. Grace Spoonamore tries to deduce an Ohio police officer after she stopped for a hit and run. Yeah, that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, she, she's she's only 20, by the way. Uh, a drunk stripper was caught trying to seduce an Ohio police officer during her hit-and-run traffic stop in a new, newly released body cam footage. Grace Spoonamore, 20, was taken into custody by Brunswick Police in April after she allegedly slammed into a Chevy Cruze within clear view of an officer. In footage from the arrest, Spoonamore, who appears visibly intoxicated, attempts to flirt and seduce the officer, even telling him to taser her as she likes it kinky. <laughs> this is a solid plan. What could possibly go wrong? You, while drunk, ran into someone else in front of this well, man. Okay. Underage. 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 Drunk. drunk. Hit and, and run scene. in front of a police officer, get pulled over, and you you tell the officer to tase you because you like it kinky. But don't, don't worry, just just show him some skin. I'm sure that'll work. Oh, it gets better. At one point, the officer tells her to get into the police car. Spoonamore calls him "quote handsome man" and says, "quote You feel some type of way because my leg isn't in the car." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god her father must be so proud uh, <laughs> according to the police report obtained by dailymail.com 20 year old woman who was driving a blue Buick Enclave 
uh, which came back with felony warrants attached. The officer observed the woman speed off at a green light and slam into another car, prompting him to begin following her as she appeared to be fleeing from him. The cop eventually pulled her over, and the officer noted Spinamore appeared disoriented with bloodshot eyes and slurred speech. In the video, she initially denies being under the influence, but then tells an officer that she had, quote, two doubles of Patron at Trick's house. At Trick's house. Whoever Trick Trick's is. house or the Trick's house. I mean. At, at Trick's house. <laughs> she later told a second responding officer that she really had three doubles, which amounts to six total drinks. Which After is being- nothing for somebody as big as me, but somebody that's she is a not, stripper. She's not large. She's not large. That is, that is going to be a lot of alcohol. Yes. Um, <laughs> <after being put, laughs> oh, oh, it would have oh. worked with the old Reedstown cop. So fun right, story. story time. Story time. <laughs> fun story. So the reason, the reason that this is so funny. So this is years ago and I only know bits and pieces, but what I've heard is that, so we had a local cop and this is like 2000, 2001 this would have been 2001 yeah because he was still still cop during like the whole anthrax scare thing and like he's this cop who found what was like white powder in an envelope and then like ran around city hall showing people and going does this look like anthrax to you uh (laughs) okay let's really yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's set the stage here. And this is Reedstown. This is a this is a town of about three hundred people with a single cop. Okay. And it's this moron. And at some point, somebody spots the police car parked up like on the side of a road, and a woman's legs hanging out of the driver's side window of the police car. And if memory serves, I think it was like the wife of like one of the town council members is what it turned out. And like. <laughs> oh, oh, it was a whole thing. It was great. <laughs> uh, uh, she initially denies being under the influence. Yes, she had two doubles at Trick's house. Later tells her other respondent officer she had three doubles, put in handcuffs. Um, after being put in handcuffs, Spoonamore is asked if she has anything on her. Which causes her to laugh and tell the officer, quote, I don't know. You want to check me? Yeah. Uh, as she is sitting in the patrol car, Officer Dominic Dimmel asks the Georgia native what her current address is, which she refused to give. Quote, don't worry about all that, she responds. I'm not giving it to you. What are you going to do if I don't, she asked. Uh, Charge you with obstruction, he says. She says, construction of what? <laughs> Which the officer states official business. She says, okay, that's cool. I don't care anymore. She yells back. During another wild moment, Dimdol is caught off guard by Spoonmore, tells him that she is a stripper at an undisclosed club. Where's that? He responds. Quote, what the fuck do you mean? What's that? She states, you know. (sighs) Yeah, she sounds Um, like a winner. Moments after that, moments moments after that shows Spoonmore kicking the car's plexiglass divider as an officer tries to speak with her. 
Moments later, she is crying and tells the officer she doesn't trust them and asks if she can step out of the patrol car to talk with the two male officers woman to woman. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Oh, man. And the hits just keep coming. Oh, this is this. See, and this is what happens when all you do is spoil a child and they never face any consequences in their life because they're pretty. Yes. Uh, another p- particular moment during the arrest comes with one of Spoonamore's buddies approach the officers and tells them she is looking for her friend. The unidentified woman tells officers that Spoonamore had, quote, left the family function and was in the area and was concerned about her. The officers tell her about the drunk driving, hit and run, and assault the police officers, saying, yeah, she's going to jail. Cops then ask the friend if they can give her an address or tell them how long she has lived in Northeast Ohio area. But she says she doesn't know and asks, quote, why does that matter? (laughs) As the officers were carting the Georgia woman off to the police station, she threatens to, quote, piss on the officer's face, but only if he likes it. She ultimately peed her pants in the back seat of the cruiser. Oh! Uh, while, uh, while standing and waiting for her mugshot to be taken, she repeatedly attempts to take off her pants while the officers look for a female officer to help her. Spoonamore steps out of the blue box taped on the floor, and he tells her to stay there until she steps to him and says she would be okay with getting tasered. Quote, you want to tase me? Do it. I like it. I like it kinky, she says. Oh, oh my. Yes. No, no, you guys can't fit in the chat. I can fix. No, you can't fix her. She'll stab you (laughs) because you stepped on her spirit turtle. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, she's not. She's not fixable, bro. She's not fixable, bro. (laughs) She's she's. (laughs) As the officers take the woman out of the back uh, or out of the station or back out of the station into a patrol car, she begins screaming and crying, claiming they're going to rape her. Quote, you're going to rape me. Stop trying to rape me. She calls out. She then lays down and resists being put in the vehicle to go to the hospital, kicking and screaming that they're trying to, quote, take her down to Mexico. For this is this is Northeast Ohio. Uh, the officers comment on the odd Mexico statement while she sits in the car screaming, asking, where does that come into play to no answer? <laughs> where does what? Yeah. What? Are Like, how drunk are you? Like, are you aware of what's going on around you? Because I don't think she was like, I don't think she figured out who who these guys are that are like pulling her over and arresting her. Yeah, I, she has I don't, a. Uh, let's see, today's the 17th. So tomorrow she goes for a pre-trial before the judge and her criminal, uh, trial is set October 2nd. So we will definitely have an update on, uh, on Miss Spoonamore. Spoonamore. Mm. Yes. Yes. That was Grace Spoonamore. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just, I mean, I get being drunk, but like, how drunk do you have to be that you think that any, like, any of this is going to get you out of trouble or like make anything better? I, what? 
she is definitely yeah <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah buckshot that's some next next level drunk crazy yeah um as as we said no keith you cannot you cannot fix her she's not, not fixable. fixable she's not fixable yep Nope. <laughs> that one's just nuts. Like, yes. I realize, I realize, like, grippy socks, grippy box, and all that, but uh, also, <laughs> like, I God, I love that. T- I love that that saying so much because, <laughs> in my experience, it is very true. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, like, dude, also terrifying. <laughs> not worth it. Not worth it. Oh, yeah! Don't put a ring on that. Not worth it. That is how that is how you wind up like chopped up and buried underneath a brand new slab of concrete in the garden. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You have to you have to have a taser with you twenty four seven. Right, one one for protection and two in, in in case the 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 mood is right. I just like that's one of those chicks. It's like I can't come unless you punch me in the face. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she's like just uh, she's she's got forty seven stuffed animals on the side of the bed. She's like, okay, now punch me. What? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, what? No, hold on. Wait a minute. Here's a gun. I want you to pistol whip me. I just can't. I just can't finish unless you pistol whip me at least three times. <laughs> yeah, fuck me with the Desert Eagle. What? Like what? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not you run away before she wake. No, because that isn't going to work. All right, it, it isn't going to work that because she's not going to go to sleep because she's on a bunch of amphetamines for her ADHD and who knows what other things. Oh, amphetamines and, right? and SSRIs. She's, and then she's got the, alcohol in her system. There is a 100% chance that chick has a prescription for lithium. Okay. I'm just saying like, no, no. <laughs> she, she catch her doing lines. Is that Coke? No, it's Ritalin. Her different, her different personalities have BPD. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And they oh. each go to different doctors for it. Like, Oh, can you imagine her during like a really bad period? That's there. <sighs> no, no, this no, is just no, no, that's no, it's not worth it. <sighs> I realize no. it might seem like it, but I assure you, yeah, it zero, is out of, zero out of ten. Anarchy Among Friends roundtable discussion does not recommend. No, terrible yep. idea. Yep. Just throw the whole box away. No. But uh, speaking of things that can't be fixed, we can talk about the Libertarian Party now. <laughs> <laughs> you like that segue? Segue? You like that segue? Speaking okay. of dumpster fires you can't put out. <laughs> Let's talk about the Libertarian Party, everyone. Yeah. Speaking of that Libertarian Party, uh, Pentagon-funded... Study warns dementia among U.S. officials poses national security threat. No, this we, we have to we have to go through this before we can get to the Libertarian Party one, because this sets the the stage. Does that make sense? 
It does, yeah. And this is... (laughs) Oh, I got to say, habitual line crossers thing of this was absolutely hilarious when because he does those videos where it's like the countries talking to each other yes and england's like hey america are you gonna help out maui and and america just goes "Mm." (laughs) gary Gary johnson gary johnson what's a maui (laughs) yeah no he just does that he does the mitch mcconnell Uh, the turtle yeah yeah and then and then they're like it is he okay america how about florida what about florida yeah. So this is a, this is an article from the Intercept, by the way. So it's 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 really really long, and I'm not going to read all of it. But a Pentagon-funded study warns dementia among U.S. officials poses national security threat. Uh, at the national security, or as the national security workforce ages, dementia impacting U.S. officials poses a threat to national security, according to first of its kind study by a Pentagon-funded think tank. Uh, The report released this spring came as several prominent U.S. officials trusted with some of the nation's most highly classified intelligence experienced public lapses, uh, stoking calls for resignation and debate about Washington's aging leadership. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, Republican of Kentucky, who had a second freezing episode last month, enjoys the most privileged access to classified information of anyone in Congress as a member of the so-called Gang of Eighth Congressional Leadership. Uh, 90-year-old Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, California's decline, has seen her confused about how to vote, experienced memory lapses, forgetting conversations, and not recalling a month-long absence, was for years a member of the Gang of Eight, and remains a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee on which she has served since 2001. 90 years old. Can you think of a single 90-year-old person you would trust with the ability to start a nuclear war? No. (laughs) And don't forget, isn't Feinstein the one who also ceded power of attorney? To her daughter, yes. To her daughter. Yes. Like, so she ceded power of attorney to her daughter, yet she remains in Congress. A senator on the Senate Intelligence Committee? Mm. Uh, The study published by Rand Corporation's National Security Research Division in April... Uh, identifies individuals with both current and former access to classified material who develop dementia as threats to national security, citing the possibility that they may unwittingly disclose government secrets. Uh, Quote, individuals who hold or held a security clearance and handled classified material could become a security threat if they develop dementia and unwittingly share government secrets. As the study notes, there does not appear to be any other publicly available research into dementia, an umbrella term used for the loss of cognitive functioning. Despite the fact that Americans are living longer than they have than ever before, and that the researchers were able to identify several cases of which senior intelligence officials died of Alzheimer's disease, a progressive brain disorder, and the most common cause of dementia. Those are exactly the people that I want able to wage secret wars behind closed doors. The people who can't even remember that Howdy Doody hasn't been on television <laughs> in the past 70 years. Yes. Like, um, the report says, quote, as people live longer and retire later, uh, challenges associated with cognitive impairment in the workplace will need to be addressed. Our limited research suggests this concern is an emerging security blind spot. How is this a blind spot? 
How did you not know? Most of the people in Congress are so geriatric that they couldn't make it in the civilian workforce ever. They are too old to be Walmart greeters. How was this a blind spot? How is this taking you by surprise? It's not. It's only a blind spot to the people that actually aren't paying attention. These people are in their 90s. They didn't just get old now. They've been old for 30 years. <laughs> Was it, wasn't Feinstein at JFK's uh, inauguration? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Something like, wasn't she, she an intern Joe, like J, at JFK's inauguration? Joe Biden argued against, actively argued against the integration of schools and the repeal yes. of Jim Crow. Like, this is how old these people are. Let's see, Diane Feinstein. I think there's a def, def, Diane Feinstein JFK. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm pretty sure there's a connection there, right? Dude, Feinstein was probably part of the CIA FBI cabal that murdered JFK. Along with the assistance of organized crime. Because let's be honest, if anyone wanted them dead, it was organized crime. We all know it. Okay, okay. No, uh, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, it was Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy was Pelosi was 20 years old at the JFK inaugural ball. 20! Yes. So it's not like, oh, she was a little girl who happened. No, this woman was there in a professional capacity. Yes. So it was uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi I was thinking of. To put this to put this in perspective, okay. To put this in perspective, that when that happened, my mom was a year old. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, most holders of security clearances, a ballooning class of officials and other bureaucrats with access to secret government information, are subject to rigorous and invasive vetting procedures. Applying for a clearance can mean hours-long polygraph test. Character interviews with old teachers, friends, and neighbors, and ongoing automated monitoring of their bank accounts and other personal information. As one senior Pentagon official who oversees such a program told uh, me of the people who enter the intelligence bureaucracy, quote, you basically give up your Fourth Amendment rights. Yet, as the authors of the RAND report note, there does not appear to be any vetting for age-related cognitive decline. In fact, the director of the National Intelligence Directive on Continuous Evaluation contains no mention of age or cognitive decline. Gee. And, you know, and it's been pretty obvious for years to an awful lot of us that these people were far too fucking old to be in Congress. And we keep bringing it up. And, like, the majority of people that you talk to kind of agree with you. Like, yeah, all these people are way too old. And yet. They keep getting elected. Gosh, how does that happen when the majority of people don't trust them? Yes. <sighs> okay, hold on. Hmm. While the study doesn't mention any U.S. officials by name, <clears throat> its timing comes amid a simmering debate about gerontocracy which is the rule by the elderly. Following McConnell's first freezing episode in July, Google searches for the term, for the term gerontocracy spiked. 
it's you know what's funny though isn't it interesting that it's when mcconnell froze not when biden just biden wanders froze. around confused or forgets where he is or like that oh. people aren't dead are dead yeah yeah it's uh Yes. I just want to point out like that I happen to notice that that like I've heard a lot of people now start talking about it and suddenly start talking about it. And when Nancy the whole thing with Nancy Pelosi happened and I brought it up, people like poo-pooed it and just didn't seem to care. When Biden was doing every, you know, being Joe Biden, people didn't seem to care except on one side of the political spectrum. And now suddenly that McConnell is also showing all yes. of these signs of extreme aging. Now, suddenly, suddenly they care. And what's going to be really, really funny is that if they go and a bunch of people push to pass like yes. age limits <laughs> and things on Congress because of McConnell. Right. And they're going to have all this backup and all this stuff's going to happen and people are going to push. Yeah. Shakes. Yeah. Yeah. The Biden shook hands with imaginary friends on stage. Like, like now what's going to happen is because of McConnell, right? Like, and this is, this is what I'm, what I'm going. Yes. Good. Good. What's going to happen is they're going to push for age limits and term limits because of McConnell. Right. Yes. And once that passes, because they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of McConnell and all these old white guys in Congress and all, and all these old people in Congress and get rid of all these Republicans. And then suddenly three quarters of the democratic party also gets nuked. Yes. And they're going to be like, what? Oh, hey, hey, I'm just, oh saying, gosh, less McConnell's more low and more Lauren Broberts. Uh, just, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, she can give me an OTP handy <laughs> in a theater anytime she wants. As long as I can grab those suckers. Whew. Is she her, that was a of her in the dress. Yeah, I dude, oh. I I don't even give a crap about the dude. The whole time, I was just like super jealous. God like, he's just damn, squeezing it. those honkers, man. Yes. Like, uh, what was it? The, the, like the main flo- the main floating around it. It's it's her in the dress and AOC in one of her dresses. And yeah. it's uh, yeah, can we just forget, can we just have these, political debate. Yeah. <laughs> we just have these two mud wrestling. Whoever wins, you know, gets to decide the president. Yeah. I am all for that. I yeah. that is political theater that I support. Yes. Let's do that. It's yes. going to be a string bikini mud wrestling match between AOC and Lauren Bobert. Or uh, they started calling her uh, uh Boobert. <laughs> yes, Boobert. I mean, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like you guys could have started that way back when what's her face was still attractive. Um MGT God. from from Alaska. Um, oh, Palin! Yeah, when Palin oh. was still attractive, you could have started it. You could have started it 20, 20 years ago hey, when Palin, Palin was attractive. Oh, oh, Palin had Palin had a porn a porn doppelganger. She did. She, she did. did. It she did. it was, and that that moment on SNL because was, what's her face was so good at playing her when they walk past and glare at each other. Yeah. Glorious, yes, absolutely glorious. T- Tina Fey, right? Is that the one I'm talking about? Yeah, it's Tina Fey. Yeah, Tina Fey. Yeah, that that was amazing. But like, you guys could have started the whole like we're going to make politicians <laughs> mud wrestle thing. <laughs> Twenty two okay. years ago, you could have started it, but no, no, no. Yeah, 
donate to win a movie date with Lauren Bubert. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm super fucking I'm just saying, broke. I'm just but, saying, uh... if, if 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 there were if there was an auction, right? If if there was an auction, I'm just saying a a, a movie date or or a a, a a a Broadway show date, right? South Park predicted this. I'm just saying, South Park <laughs> has a whole show about. <laughs> About Broadway shows doing certain things to a certain gender. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, if if that comes up, like, I'm I'm broke, but uh, I'd rob a bank. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm spending ten years in a cell, I want that memory going with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be like, worth it. <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I completely forgot where I was. Um, uh, McConnell's effect in his laps. Uh, Biden's age has emerged as a clear concern to voters, including Democrats. 69, nice, 69% <laughs> nice. of Democrats say Biden is, quote, too old to effectively serve. Another term, an associated press poll found last month. The findings were echoed by a CNN poll released last week that found that 67% of Democrats said the party should nominate someone else, with 49% directly mentioning Biden's age as their biggest concerns. Uh, Isn't command- it funny? <laughs> yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, as commander-in-chief, the president is the nation's ultimate classification authority. Uh, with the extraordinary power to classify and declassify information broadly. No other American has privileged access to classified information as the as the president. The U.S.'s current leadership is not only the oldest in history, which is the, the, the uh, geritocracy, right, the geritocracy, uh, no, but, uh, but also the number of older people in Congress has grown dramatically in recent years. In 1981, only 4% of Congress was over the age of 70. By 2022, that number has spiked to 23%. Do you know the average age of the founding fathers of the United States in like, 1776? What were they like? 20, 29 or something like that, right? 24. 24, yeah. 24 yeah. was the average age. Yeah. Speaking of that, today is uh, uh, Constitution Day, by the way. Happy Constitution Day. Today was uh, uh, in 1791. The Constitution was, or 1789? 1791? 17, 1791 is when it was ratified. The war yeah. ended in 17. But uh, today, yeah, today's the anniversary uh, of it being signed in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was, I think it was seventeen eight. Was it seventeen eighty nine? Is when the war ended. Seventeen ninety one. I think yeah, seventeen eighty nine is when it was written, and then uh, a couple states took the time to uh, ratify it. But it's, you know, I mean, that's the thing though. Is like you, yeah, ninety one is ratification day because that's when we all talk shit about the Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm just saying though, like, think about it, like. This country was founded by a bunch of young dynamos, right? In their their early to mid twenties, I think Jefferson. By the time he served the presidency, was I like think, in his thirties, but his early thirties. Yeah. Um, ben, ben Franklin was one of the older ones, right? One of the oh, oldest. he was he was very old. Yeah, he was very old by yeah. the time yeah. the United States existed, yeah. and he was a dirty. 
dirty old dirty man. man. Dirty man. He was doing just he nasty, was a member nasty. of the legendary so, Hellfire Club. Yes, with those uh the big booby older the, slave women. Yeah. The the uh the castle ruins on an island dungeon based orgy club, the yes. Hellfire Club. <laughs> Think, think Epstein in reverse, right? <laughs> um, it was, dude, I, all I'm going to say is like, if there was what, like people go, if there was a founding father, like you could party with, who would it be? And I'm like, Ben Franklin, ben Franklin. immediately. Ben, ben immediately. Franklin. Yes. Are you kidding me? That dude was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like. That guy was freaking great. Oh. Like he he knew he, how to party. Like, he, he would have loved Lauren Brobert. <laughs> yeah, he would have. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, my dear. Perhaps, perhaps we could discuss this over some port. Uh, would you like to go to Forest Theater with me? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go to the theater. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, that dude. That dude didn't oh. even get OTP handies. They were just straight up handies. All right. Like um, that guy. He likes. He likes the big girls too. By the way. And the thing is, is like women loved him, even when he was like in his seventies. He was pulling in like twenty-five year olds, like nothing. Mm-hmm. What? What? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, in twenty seventeen, Vox reported that a pharmacist had filed had filled. Alzheimer's prescriptions for multiple members of Congress. That's that's 2017. That's six years ago. 2017. Ben Franklin and Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is seven. That is an accurate assessment, actually. Yes. Accurate assessment. He, dude, (laughs) look him up. If you have never looked into just how horny and filthy and just degenerate Benjamin Franklin was. Yes, the same man who wrote Poor Richard's Almanac. <laughs> Look that up because wow. Um, <laughs> Twitter uh, pharmacist refilled all time prescription for multiple members of Congress with little incentive for an elected official to disclose such an illness. <laughs> it is difficult to know just how persuasive the problem is. Or sorry, how pervasive the problem is. Feinstein's <laughs> Feinstein's uh, uh, staffers have for years sought to conceal her decline, having established a system to prevent her from walking the halls of Congress alone and risk having an unsupervised interaction with a reporter. Well, fucking McConnell has a pair of minders. Yes. Like, Biden has minders. Like, when we have reached a point... Where the people who are in charge of the nuclear arsenal of the United States, the most powerful single weapons platform the yes. world has ever seen, capable yes. of ending the world, okay? The people in charge of possibly obliterating all life as we know it need minders because they're prone to just wandering off like a grandfather in South Florida. Yes. Despite the public controversy, there's little indication that any of the officials will resign or choose not to seek re-election. After years of speculation about the retirement, 83-year-old Speaker uh, Representative Nancy Pelosi stunned observers when she announced on Friday, that's just the other day, that she would seek re-election, uh, seeking her night 
15th term. You know, all her opponent needs to do is get her on stage, be like, I, I demand a public debate and start and like make sure that the questions are really elaborate, complex questions. And he doesn't even need to say anything. Yes. Like about his own policies. He just needs to point out how nonsensical and rambling all of her answers are. Yes. Yes. Like, you want to, uh, <laughs> you want to, you want to jump into the next article? Oh, oh, this is great. So with as much of a dumpster fire as the libertarian party is, when they announced that they were going to do this on the platform formerly known as Twitter, I, laughed so hard shed a hair into my own mouth (laughs) okay 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 you want to you want to read it or you want me to oh i'll read it this is this is fucking glorious yeah you brought you brought it to the table you read it okay Oh, do you want to read the article or do you want to go through what their tweet was? Because I have their tweet all saved. Um, uh, hold on. We will. Let's let's do let's do three paragraphs, uh, four paragraphs. Let's do the first four paragraphs of the article and then and then you can read the tweet. All right. I'll do the, the, the article. Uh, This is a Newsweek article. So it says, uh, the U.S. Libertarian Party has filed for conservatorship for President Joe Biden and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, (laughs) referring to them as, quote, geriatric elites mentally unfit to properly serve the American populace. Biden, already the oldest living president at age 80, currently plans to run for run for re-election and if successful would be 82 at the beginning of his second term and 86 at its conclusion. He's been ridiculed for mirrored gaffes and rambling statements, including mixing up the Ukrainians and Iranians, as well as referencing dead lawmakers in speeches. It was a speech about her, too, if I remember right. Like, like it was like a memorial speech for her, and he complained that he expected to see her there. Yes. Uh, McConnell, 81, has represented Kentucky in, uh, in the Senate since 1985. Calls for his recognition ramped up following two separate but similar incidents in which the lawmaker froze in public, once on July 26th while addressing reporters at the U.S. Capitol, and more recently on August 30th and coming to Kentucky as a reporter asked if he would seek re-election in 2024. Libertarian National Committee Chair Angela McCarter, who oversaw the nation's third largest political party, told Newsweek on Tuesday that, to her knowledge, it is the first first incident of such filings against sitting politicians. Her uh, so party conferred with several attorneys, including three who drafted the paperwork, who said that legally an organization can have a conservatorship over an individual in Washington, D.C. Oh, all right. Do you want to hear what they said? Hold from on. Let's, their uh, let's, I, want, I, want to re- I want to define conservatorship real quick. So, uh, so a conservatorship, that's basically what uh, uh, Britney Spears was, was recently under, right? So a conservatorship is when a judge appoints another person to act or make decisions for the person who needs help. Right, so Britney Britney Spears most famously um, was under a conservatorship of her dad for like was it eighteen years or twenty years or something like that. 
So go look up that mess if you want to uh, if you want to understand. Okay, so Libertarian Party themselves said, we intend to file conservative ship over Biden and McConnell. Here's why. Now, before you dismiss this as political theater, hear us out. The mental acuity and overall health of our nation's leaders are not matters to be taken lightly. When signs of cognitive decline become evident, it's not just a personal issue, it's a national security concern. We're all aware of the gaffes, the lapses in memory, the freezes, and the incoherent statements made by these two powerful men. These aren't mere quirks. They're red flags. The decisions made in the Oval Office and on the Senate floor have far-reaching implications affecting both domestic policy and international relations. If the individual making these decisions uh, isn't at their cognitive best, the consequences could be dire. President Biden's frequent verbal missteps and moments of confusion aren't merely embarrassing, they're alarming uh, from forgetting names to stumbling over words to saying straight up gibberish or shaking hands with the air. The president's behavior raises legitimate questions about his mental fitness for the highest office in the land. This isn't about partisanship. It's about the well-being of our nation. Similarly, Mitch McConnell has exhibited behavior that should give us all pause. His public appearances have been marked by contradictory statements, a lack of focus, and he is literally frozen during press conferences multiple times. As the minority leader of the Senate, McConnell wields significant influence. If he's not mentally up to the task, it's not just his problem, it's America's problem. Beyond the easily observable mental and physical instabilities of both men, the indefensible incurrence of $4.8 trillion in debt, continued involvement in an unwinnable proxy war in Ukraine, questionable and potentially criminal business and political affiliations, and lack of awareness to the state of the United States domestically make those conservatorships a matter of utmost urgency. Why conservatorship? Conservatorship is a legal mechanism designed to protect individuals who cannot take care of themselves. While it's an extreme measure, we believe the situation calls for it. The Libertarian Party is taking this step to send a clear message. The mental health of our leaders is a priority that should transcend political affiliations. This action is about more than just two individuals. It's a wake-up call for voters and politicians alike to prioritize mental fitness in our leaders. Cognitive ability should be a non-negotiable qualification for public office. We, the voters, have the ultimate power to hold our leaders accountable. Uh, It's our responsibility to ensure that those in office are mentally capable of the tasks that they've been elected to perform. This conservatorship action is a step in that direction, but it's not the end. We must continue to scrutinize, question, and when necessary, replace those who are not fit to lead. We are seeking legal representation in these matters in Washington, D.C., so that we can move forward with the proceedings as quickly as possible. If you're a D.C. probate attorney and you're interested, give him a call. Um... They also encourage other aggrieved parties to file for conservatorship of as many incompetent geriatric members of the federal government as possible. We invite you to join us in this critical endeavor. The future of our nation depends on the mental fitness of those at its helm. Let it let's act before it's too late. Sincerely, the Libertarian National Committee. And they have uh, pictures of Biden shaking hands with the air and uh, McConnell doing his confused turtle. And. I just want to point out how freaking hilarious this is because of the legal mechanism that it is. Yes. So what you may not realize is that if you file for conservatorship, the person that you are filing on is obligated to prove 
that they do not need the conservatorship. If, and you if, are obligated if a, if a judge allows the lawsuit to go through. Right. If he allows it to go forward, they have to prove that they don't need it as much as you have to prove that they need it. Well, in this instance, if you file for conservatorship at one of these geriatric politicians who clearly is not all there, you have a mountain of evidence to prove your point that they clearly cannot be trusted uh-huh. to manage their own affairs and need conservatorship. They now need to demonstrate that they do not have those cognitive issues, which is going to be real difficult in a court of law where they're under oath, assuming <laughs> that there's any amount of... God, I would love to get Mitch McConnell under oath. Do oh. you know, like, I mean, and that's the oh, thing. That, would, like that, that point, would be that would be almost as good as seeing Jersey Boys with Lauren Bubert. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I want to see like Guns and Navarone or something like a nice three and a half, four hour long movie. Ooh, yes. <laughs> we'll sit in the back where it's real sit dark. The- <laughs> I'll bribe the ushers to oh. just not notice. Yeah. <laughs> Had to bring refreshments. <laughs> but I mean, like the, the, the reality though, is that once this gets into a court of law, it's going to be really difficult. Either the court's going to have to abandon all, all pretenses that they care about justice or the law or anything. Yes. Or these politicians are going to have to prove in court. And remember that court court filings like this are public. So their testimony is public, which means that, if they are rambling on the stand or like something insane happens, that's all mm-hmm. public knowledge. So even if the court then turns around and tries to pretend, no, 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 they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. It's still now in the public eye exactly how bad these people are. Yeah. Um, uh, back to the article, the Newsweek article says that the petitions shared with Newsweek convey purported concerns about the age, health, and general well-being of both Biden and McConnell. The petition for Biden states the following as to why he is incapacitated. Quote, the subject exhibits obvious signs of mental confusion and cognitive decline in public. He wanders around confused, stumbles over his words, and has incurred over $4.8 trillion in debt since taking office in 2021. The subject has also involved as an unwinnable war in Ukraine. The petition for McConnell is, is mostly similar. Quote, the subject exhibits obvious signs of mental confusion and cognitive decline in public. He had a stroke during an interview and advocates for sending taxpayer money overseas. The subject has also involved as an heavily involved as an unwinnable war in Ukraine. He cannot manage finances. Uh, McCardle said that Biden and McConnell, in addition to Democratic Senators Dianne Feinstein, 90, and stroke victim John Fetterman, are too mentally impaired and lack the capacity to make important decisions that affect American people. She said Biden and McConnell specifically, quote, have squatted in public office for decades, amassing massive wealth 
from lobbyists, super PACs, and tax, doll- tax dollars, and after decades of public service, stubborn- stubbornly refused to pass the torch. McArdle says, uh, quote, it seems like this is an elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. These two gentlemen and plenty of others like like Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi is getting up there as well. They don't seem well enough for anyone to even leave them home alone all day. It's crazy to me that they're still running the country and making major financial decisions. You remember these people are approving budgets. Yes. Uh, the party is part of approving a fucking budget and she cannot be trusted with her own finances. Yes. Uh, the party also considered filing for guardianship as well, but refrained because a conservatorship quote hits home from a fiscal responsibility position. Yes. Whoo. That's a, uh... That's spicy. It's that is a bold fucking move. And the thing is, is again, because of the way the legal system works, this really does put them on the spot. Yes. Uh, Recent recently, Republican Congressman John James introduced legislation that would amend the Constitution and prevent someone from running for office, quote, if at any time during the term the person will be 75 years of age. I like that. I can't, I can't disagree with that. I think 75 is too old, but whatever. Yes. Yes. I think if you're, once you hit 60, that's it. You're done. Well, I mean, really it should be at the most justifiable is probably 65, right? That's retirement age. Yeah. If you you hit retirement age, retire. Yeah. If you can get social security, you shouldn't be a politician. Exactly. You're, out of, you're, out of, you're out of reach. You're out of touch. Done. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like you could be an ambassador, right? Like you, you create, you know, uh, um, um, you create re- relationships, you know, with, with foreign administrators and things like that. And, and you are, um, you can talk to them, right? You know, but for as for like financial decisions and things like that, hell no. No, you, you, I, I mean, and that's the thing is like, think about this. Pelosi's running for her 19th term. Jack, Jack, Nancy Pelosi is a goddamn national treasure. I'm tired of pretending otherwise. Yeah. She's a mummy. She should be in the museum. Literally. And yeah, she, it belongs in a museum. I, I, they almost used her head. They almost used her face and not the, the alien that Mexico touted. <laughs> You know, you know how great that would. Have been? We found these ancient aliens, and he brings them out, and it's a couple of Nancy Pelosi Nancy dolls. Pelosi dolls yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love the Mexico alien thing, but it's so hilarious. Like when he unveils them all serious, and there's this big, you know, all these cameras and everything, and it's these like obvious paper mache ETs, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like they're ETs. Like they're blatantly, it's like ET toys. It's like with it's the a, faces from like the Close Encounters aliens, just men, like men in black on. too. Men in black too, right? The little yeah. guy in the head. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? That's what it was. Yeah, and then like just in like paper mache, and then like 
painted and that's all that is and it's so obvious and then all these newspapers running running with the headline like scientists unveil scientists unveil scientists it was one guy he's a journalist and a ufo nut who has been connected to so many hoaxes and debunked (laughs) bullshit over the years it's ridiculous they were a thousand years old yeah. Oh, they they were found in a mine. Yeah, a no, they, thousand- what you meant was you found them in mine, in meaning my kitchen, <laughs> which is where you made them. Um. Ah, oh, see. Um. Uh, Carl says she is hesitant about posing age limits based on current life expectancy and scientific advancement, as well as how age can affect individuals in different ways. Gosh, she's such a politician. It's disgusting. Uh, but she believes that people like Biden or Trump or others who would be 80 years old in office are, quote, too old. Ask if a hypothetical Biden-Trump rematch is an uh, indictment of the American voting populace. She replied that it's more of an indictment against hyperpartisanship. Quote, the fear-mongering that we have around people who are different than us to such an extreme that we would put someone who's literally suffered from a recent stroke and can't string two words together. We would rather have put someone like that in office than see someone who is from a different political power, political party in power. I mean, I agree with that. As yeah, quote, this is really disturbing. I don't know what the entire country. I don't know that the entire country feels that way. I think there are a lot of people who are fed up with it and they've seen it for what it is. So it's yeah. And I think I think that at this point it has gotten finally to the point where so i mean like i've been pointing out that they're way too old for 20 years 20 freaking years i've been saying it and it's the same people that i was talking about 20 (laughs) years ago being too old are still in office (laughs) diane feinstein go away uh feinstein pelosi fucking mcconnell and um remember what a bird do you remember Bird from like South Carolina or whatever? Yeah. Who stood on the Senate floor where he was like, he goes, he goes, bye, bye, I say to the, like the dude stood on the Senate floor in the 21st century and said, bye on his enemies. Okay. Yeah. This is how old this motherfucker was. <laughs> like, and yeah. he also like Biden had, you know, argued against, uh, you know, argued against the repeal of Jim Crow and everything else. He was a lifelong Democrat. And I want to point out, like, this dude had to have been fucking old enough to, like, have known Nathaniel Bedford Forrest in person. Like, this guy (laughs) was ancient. Oh, goodness. Okay. No, not Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a basketball player for the Celtics, I think. Um... No, I'm talking about Senator Bert, B-Y-R-D, I think. Um, but yeah. he was, like, if you look him up, like, it just, even my grandmother, right? My grandmother's pushing 100 years old. And she laughed at the time when he was yeah. like, five. And she's like, what is with these old farts on the Senate floor? And I was like, Grandma, you're you're three years older than him. So. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> But actually, I think she was three years younger than him. But like to put that in part, she was only three years younger than him. Like this dude was so freaking old. I, I sent I sent uh, our friend Crystal the that article. 
Do you guys ever think about would you guys ever think about dying? Would you please? Maybe? Could you please? go that route? Please? Yes. For the good oh. of the good of the world. It's what was his freaking name? I, I gotta remember that that dude's <laughs> Birds name. Aren't real. <laughs> Come on, Jack. Um right. it was okay. hang on, Senator Bert Bird. Uh, he was from South Carolina. I remember he was from. He was either South Carolina or Virginia. Robert Byrd. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous how old they are. He was born. Dude was born in 1917. <laughs> um. All right. I got. I got another one. Um. This is a, a recent article. Um, it's the, it's based on a podcast, why we can't have nice things. And I can't read the rest of the title because it gives it away. But, uh, this is the hidden article I didn't tell you about. And because I know you're going to laugh and be what the fuck about it. But, uh, the brief trade war between the U S and Europe in the early 1960s might seem hardly worth remembering. And it pales in comparison to the political and cultural upheaval that defined that decade. But any American who has bought a pickup truck in the past 50 years has been collateral damage in that conflict. A conflict that started because European farmers were mad about American exports of frozen chicken. That damn American frozen chicken. The 25% retaliatory tariffs that President Lyndon B. Johnson set on imported light trucks have fenced off the American pickup market from foreign competitors for decades as a result of the so-called chicken tax. Consumers pay higher prices, and a handful of brands have become dominant in the marketplace. The other tariffs that were part of the long-ago trade war have been repealed, but this one remains. This is why I can't have a fucking Toyota Hilux. It is actually. It is this legitimately is why, why you can't. This have is a why Hilux. I can't buy a Toyota Hilux. It's why the only thing you can get here is a hard body. Yes. Quote: There are a few people highly invested in keeping it around, and no one really cares to get rid of it. Explains Jordan Colson, a freelance automotive journalist. Uh, when it comes to tariffs, he says, "Quote: It's not easy to make one." Of these rules, but it's a thousand times harder to get rid of one. Yeah, uh, Gleason also discussed the lengths that some foreign truck makers have gone in order to avoid these tariffs. They include that includes the story of the Subaru Brat, a small pickup truck that was imported to America, was installed in the, in the truck bed, so it would be classified as a passenger vehicle rather than a cargo vehicle, and thus exempt from the twenty five percent import tax. It was also a pretty sweet little ride, too. That's fucking cool looking. Um, I'd ride in the back with Lauren Brewer. I knew a uh, few guys who had the old brats because, like, see, the Baja we, is see, the same we need, thing. We just, I need, and we need to sit in the back. Uh, and and with, with with Lauren Bobert and and we just need to find a nice bumpy road, <laughs> <laughs> just in a tank top, no sports bra, no nothing, and we'll just it'll be a fun ride. Yes. Yes. Don't look back here. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel Griswold, an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. Fuck Cato. 
uh, reminds us that the chicken tax has caused real economic harm in addition to those funny creative attempts at tariff dodging. Quote, the U.S. government is artificially constructing or constricting competition in that market, and it means higher prices. It also means less choice. Uh, automotives can be imported to the U.S. with tariffs of just 2.5%, and the result has been far more robust market for consumers and greater foreign investment in the making of cars in the U.S., something that hasn't happened in the truck market due to the trade barriers. Uh, the chicken tax has been, quote, a losing proposition all around for Americans, consumers, and the American economy. Uh, it's also a great example of how tariffs can stifle rather than protect domestic markets. So, yeah, this is great. Actually, no, this is not why you can't get your hands on one of the micro cab over pickups. The reason you can't get your hands on a micro cab over pickup is because they won't pass American safety standards, which are more strict than any other country. Because they actually wouldn't be taxed under this tariff because their uh, engine displacement isn't large enough for them to actually qualify yeah, the low-key trucks. Yeah. Um, you can import them. Now that they're twenty over 25 years old, a lot of them, you can import those um, into the U.S. now. And again, the 25-year rule is this arbitrary bullshit that's protectionism of American auto market, the which did a lot of good for Detroit. The K-truck, that's that little single cab with the dump bed, right? Yeah, it's a it's a little it's a okay. COE that little, with yeah, little a dump bed. Yeah, a tiny one, like the batteries under the bed, the bed lifts up. I've that has been making the rounds on the homestead channels, on the homestead uh, uh, forums and things like that for like the last two or three years because they can now be imported. Yep. And they are they are just the greatest thing for like homesteads apparently. Yeah, they're, they um, have they generally – I forget what the limit on the K uh, – uh, the Japanese K law was. It was – 250 cc i think or 400 like 450 cc had to be like a 450 cc engine um there's it spawned all sorts of tiny micro cars including my personal favorite uh which is the uh that tiny little um auto zam az1 that is just glorious there's one here in town it's purple and gold it's like a recaro edition of it it is the most adorable. It has going doors. <laughs> going oh. doors. It is just ridiculous. Um, you can import them for non-on-road use. Um, that is a thing that you can do is report them for non or buy them for non-on-road use, but uh before the 25-year rule goes by, but you're not allowed to use them on the road. Rollover forgotten about IEDs and come out surprisingly well. Well, there's nothing to resist the blast. It's just going to chuck it. <laughs> as long as the shrapnel doesn't hit you, which it shouldn't because there's an engine block under you. Uh, you should probably be okay. Yeah. So because frozen chicken is why I can't buy a Toyota Hilux. And... Yep. <sighs> frozen That's chicken. Just... Um, frozen chicken is also why we never got things like the GTR. Um, it's also why we don't get the, um, a lot of the cool turbo diesel versions of a lot of cars. It's why we don't get a lot of the hot hatches of a lot of cars. Um, a lot of the sport editions. It's why we never got the RS 2000 here. Um, 
the basically all of the coolest cars that you never got are because of either safety laws, emissions laws, or frozen chicken. All of which are stupid. <laughs> Over frozen chicken. Oh goodness. Because like we never got the Countach originally because the bumper was too low. Uh huh. We never got um, the RS2000 for the same reason. We didn't get a lot of cars because their their like taillights were connected to the trunk. And the United States has a law that when the trunk or hood are open, the headlights and taillights still need to be visible. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like safety and emissions laws and like limited production cars because of the way the um, American the American import laws read and the way that the safety laws read, if a vehicle is like significantly revised quote unquote over the course of its run, it needs to be re crash tested. Well, if I'm only making 150 of these limited edition things for homologation, why would I bother to produce an extra 25 to get them crash tested so that I can import them to the United States? There's no point. I'm not going to do that. So they just don't. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. I mean, we did still get some Holdens. They were just rebadged as Pontiacs. The Pontiac G8's a Holden. The Pontiac GTO's a Holden. Um, although they still get the Utes. The Chevy SS was a Holden. Hell of a Holden. Yep. I'm bummed. I got called a member of the American Taliban the other day because uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a right-wing militia guy now. Um. I got called a member of the American Taliban, and now uh, I feel like I'm entitled to a Toyota Hilux, and I can't have one. Yeah, that seems unfair. Like, I feel like at that point I should just be issued, like, a couple of RPGs and yeah. some NVGs. Yeah, I'll even go with, like, I'll even go with, like the, 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 old, the old RPGs, right? You know, the, the old, you know, the Russian RPG7s or something like that. I, yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need an AT4s. Just give me some of the, some of the old ones. I'll be fine. Yeah, like I I feel like I I deserve my government issued Hilux, and uh, no. you know the irony is if you wanted to go buy from the actual Taliban all of that stuff, they would happily sell it to you because they, they have a ton would. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And a crate of burned, uh, burned out AKMs. Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> Jim, hey Fuller, man, I can replace up. the barrel. <laughs> I can replace fine. the barrel. It's not a big deal. We'll we'll get it figured out. That's yeah. uh, Jim. Jim Fuller taught me how. I can I can you, replace them. I can. There there are tons of there are tons of parts kits out there for them that get imported mm-hmm. to the U.S. They just don't have receivers. So if I get issued just receivers, hey, yeah, we can put it yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, <laughs> Uh, Namaste Arms out of uh, uh, Southern Idaho. That's all that they do. They take they take a, a, a AK you know, uh, destroyed AK build kits and put them back together. Yeah, just perfectly legal. Yeah. No. <sighs> okay. All right. Speaking of American Taliban uh, and terrorists and all that good stuff, um, a January six rioter was convicted and sentenced in secret. And no one will say why. Because it's secret. Yes. My money is my money bets. He's like a member of witness protection or something. 
I was going to say because he's the inf- one of the informants, one of the government agent provocateurs, and his Entirely conviction and sentencing was a sham. And Yes. Uh, hundreds of rioters have been convicted or charged, convicted, and sentenced for joining the mob attack on the U.S. Capitol. Unlike their cases, Samuel Lazar's, L-A-Z-A-R, appears to have been resolved in secret, kept under seal with no explanation, even after his release from prison. Lazar, 37, of Federa, Pennsylvania, was arrested in July 2021 on charges that he came to the Capitol in January 6, 2021, dressed in tactical gear and protective goggles, and used chemical spray on officers who were desperately trying to beat back the angry Donald Trump supporters. There is no public record of a conviction or a sentence in Lazar's court docket. The Bureau of Prisons told... Uh, the Associated Press, that the man was released from federal custody this week after completing a sentence for assaulting or resisting a federal officer. Lazar was sentenced in Washington's federal court on March 17th to 30 months in prison, according to the Bureau of Prisons, but there's no public record of such a hearing. He had been in jail since July 2021. Almost like they made it all up. Questions about Lazar's case have been swirling for months, but the details of his conviction and sentence had not been previously reported. The Justice Department had refused to say why the case remains under wraps, and attorneys for Lazar did not respond to multiple requests for comment from the Associated Press. The judge overseeing Lazar's case in May rejected a request from media outlets, including the AP, to release any sealed records that may exist. The case is raising concerns about transparency in the massive January 6th investigation, the largest in Justice Department history. Court hearings and records, including sentence hearings and plea agreements, are supposed to be open and available to the public and the press unless there's a compelling need for secrecy. Like, say, he's actually a Fed and it's all made up. Yes. Uh, Lazar was transferred uh, in July from FCI Fort. Dix, a federal lockup in New Jersey, to, quote, community confinement overseen by the Bureau of Prisons, which means he was either in home confinement or a halfway house, according to the prison system spokesman. Uh, Social media from Lazar's sister that that month showed Lazar standing outside waving an American flag with the caption, Hallelujah, praise God, free at last, hashtag walking free. So, but there's no record of the sentence or the conviction uh, or the trial, or any of that. Because it's an op. Yes. Like, <laughs> this is this screams Fed. Yes. Like, this screams Fed. This is obviously Fed. Why else would there be no record of it? Yes. Why else would it... I mean, this this whole thing has been, like friggin uh like nazi slash soviet level just political witch hunting oh there's right? Lenin, there's leninites taking notes yeah like that's that's what this whole thing has been right yeah. like we know it we've known it since day one it's yeah. super obvious that that's the case right yes but that being said this is demonstrative of something else that's been you know brought up repeatedly which is that the the government was inciting all of this the whole way anyway yeah i believe so yeah 
We knew that. And we we knew that, but like this is, you know, and we bring up Asian provocateur all the time, which is supposed to be illegal in the United yes. States, fun fact. Okay. But we bring that up constantly on this show, and yet this is this is pretty blatant evidence that that's exactly what this is. And they're trying to maintain his cover and be like, oh, he, see, he was sentenced too, and he went to trial too, and then he had to go and go to prison. Yeah. And look, yeah. here... But there's no evidence of any of that actually yep. happening at all. Yep. Okay, pause. Pause. George Washington University criminal law professor Randall Ellison, who spent 12 years as a federal prosecutor in Washington, said he couldn't remember any case during his Justice Department tenure in which a sentencing hearing uh, and a sentence were placed under seal. Ellison said it is possible that, quote, Either that's either there's some kind of security concern about him personally, or maybe more likely that he's cooperating in some respect that they don't want the people who's cooperating against to know about. Oh, look at that. Yes. It's obvious to everyone. Yes. Uh, the quote, the fact that he also got sentenced, went to prison and is already out. That whole situation is just unusual. That's the, the, the rest of the quote from from Ellison. Yes. Yep. Like this is blatantly. I mean, blatantly. This guy is of <laughs> head and has been since day one. I guarantee it. Lazar shouted profane insults at police through the bullhorn, calling them tyrants and yelling, quote, let's get their guns. Another video captured Lazar saying, quote, there's a time of peace and there's a time for war. Yeah, see, he's the only one instigating. He's the one instigating. He's all these other people are like, we're just going to go on an un unscheduled yeah. tour and even respect the red velvet ropes. And this is the guy that's supposedly attacking these cops and yep. saying all these He's things fed. about attacking fed. cops. Blatant agent provocateur. That's what that guy is. Fed. fed. And I bet he mentioned that during the sentencing hearing. That's why. Or the, the, the federal government stepped in during the sentencing hearing. Yeah, and said, I was going to say. Remember, remember he, he maced. He showed up in tactical gear, tactical goggles, and used uh, mace, used pepper spray on Capitol police officers that were trying to hold people back. Right. That sounds, that sounds like a, you know, a, a assault on a, on a federal officer, multiple federal officers. And he does 30 months. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half yeah. years. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. 30, 30 months, 30 months, really 30 months for assault on multiple federal officers. Yeah, the on capital grounds. On capital grounds during the January sixth. Why is there no? Why is there thirty years? Why is there no record of it? Because the federal government stepped in and said, "Hey, this guy is one of us." Yep, that's exactly what happened. The feds stepped in and said he was one of ours. You can't do this to him. He was working undercover. Bloody, 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 blah. Bloody, blah, blah. Yes. So. National security, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I don't have anything else, brother. Oh. Is there anything you want to bitch about? No, not really. I think I bitched about everything you want to bitch about oh. tonight. You want to fantasize about uh, going to a show with Lauren Bubert now? 
I just, I mean, one, this is why you need night vision goggles. And two, <laughs> that video, the, the, that, that po- I think it was Mr. Guns and Gear that said something along those lines. On yeah, Telegram. This is, this yeah. is exactly why you need to get night vision goggles right here. <laughs> Uh yeah, Scott. He actually really did the time. So this 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 is a real guy. He he. This guy really exists. He has a family. Uh, his sister took took pictures with him. Um, so this person is real. But again, he only did thirty months. Well, if he actually did that, because we don't know. I mean, yeah, there's no, no, okay, the, there's the, records the, the of it. The there's a digital prison. shadow of it, but that yeah, doesn't the, the bureau, mean the bureau that it of prisons, happened. The Bureau of Prisons said he did the 30 months and then got released. So he could have been in solitaire, right? You know how they do that, right? Quote, unquote, in solitaire. And then out doing well, other things. Yeah, but I, I don't even know that he was actually physically ever in the prison. I don't know that after the feds stepped in, he was ever physically in a courtroom. There's yeah. there's records of it. There was even, you know, again, there's well, a they, digital they, shadow that exists of they, it. They've, done, it they've done that they've done that before with um, uh, uh, people that are uh, um, uh, undercover in, in the Aryan Brotherhood or, or other prison gangs, right? They'll put them in solitaire. Right. And then when the lights go out, they're allowed to leave and, and they'll go home for a few days to their family. And then they'll go back and, you know, quote, be released from solitaire. Right. So they can go back and interact with uh, with whoever they're investigating. Yeah. So that's entirely possible. I would bet you that that dude never saw the inside of a single cell. That's my money is he never not, saw not, the inside not of a against, single cell. Not against his will. Probably not. Well, even, I mean, at most, if he saw the inside of a cell, he saw a cell long enough for other inmates to see him put into a solitary confinement cell. And then the moment they were all gone, he was just gone. And then he just supposedly sat in solitary confinement for two and a half years. And then he came back to the prison, gets put back in the cell, and then gets released yeah, to oh, walk out. So bright. Uh, yeah, and then gets released, and then that's it. That's the only he saw yeah. for four hours total in two and a half years. He saw yeah, the he's, of a, he's a snitch. Yeah, there's yeah. he was out. There's no way he was out watching plays with Lauren Bobert. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yes. The... I I don't have anything else, brother. Let's uh, let's throw out something to get out of here a little bit, a few minutes early. Oh, all right. Uh, if you want to care for your beard like a Viking, like I do, check out thebeardstruggle.com. Again, it's Inked Anarchist 15. You get 15% off of your entire order. I am also an affiliate of Reaper Brand Apparel. Use the link in our link tree and uh, get yourself a hefty discount off of really cool stuff. They have a very positive message, very cool brand. I'm also an affiliate of Lions Not Sheep. Check them out. They also make some really cool stuff. I'm a very big fan of the Free Man t-shirt. It's a simple statement. I like wearing it out. It gets uh, nasty looks from people. and You know, you don't want to know those people when they give you nasty looks for that. Um... Let's see. We're also an affiliate of RK Spookwear. If you know who they are, you know what they do and why you might want to buy from them. I don't need to explain uh, it. Not to take away from RK Spookwear, but Gap Armory has a sale on G19 rails right now. Yes, Gap is also a friend of the show, but check them out. Yeah. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Turnblazer, you no. know why you need them. He has, he has been on the show. He has. He has been on the show. 
Yes. Um, the guy behind RK has obviously not for very obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, but, oh uh, speaking of RK Spookware, it has nothing to do with RK Spookware. I'm sorry, but it just came up. Uh, there is a video. There is actual video of the 3D printed recoilless uh, launcher. Yes, super cool. Yes. Super cool. Yes, yes. the what, what did they call it? The uh, the the some, something Gustav, with a can. something or other. It was Gust, some, it was it was a play on Gustav, but yeah. Yeah, but it involved like a can, I think, or ghost, something or ghost ghost twisted off? tea or something. I don't remember, but ghost, yeah, they I remember when they first developed, it was super cool and it's super cool that they're still developing. But yeah, that well, the guy from RK is involved in in the yes. whole that whole thing. So, um, yeah, which is why he will never be on the show. Um, but affiliate link again in the link tree. Um, the Kanzerfaust. Kanzerfaust. That's what it was called. Yes, I knew it had can in the name. I couldn't remember what it was being. What I will. I will it. share that into the Anarchy Among Friends um, Telegram if you want to go see that. No. But yeah, so um yeah, the let's see. Uh who else are we who else are we? Uh, Dave at Poppins Patches. Yes. Check out poppinspatches.com and uh he covers all of your patch related needs. Lots of nostalgia stuff, lots of cool stuff out there. Um lots of funny ones, so definitely check him out. Very high quality patches and he's a friend of the show, so we'd appreciate it if you patronize his business. Um I appreciate being told that I look cute. I look cute every day. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's does this mean that I'm not cute other days? Um, Buckshot, which which shirt do you mean, Buckshot? I don't know if you mean this one. This one is from uh, American as fuck, actually. The no nuke snack yes. shirt uh, that I'm currently wearing. Uh, this hat behind me here, that is a Reaper brand apparel. There's some really good Reaper brand apparel yes. uh, things out there. And again, check them out on Instagram, too. Uh, really, really yes, good there videos. Is, Instagram's really good real message. good. Yeah. Yeah, there's no. uh, they have a 10 day challenge on there that I highly encourage everyone to take to kind of reset their life, refocus right. everything else. Super, super cool. Um, coffee brand coffee from the quartering. The quartering and, yep. um, also, on link, link tree. Link tree. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, check out our link tree. There's a ton of stuff in there. There's a ton of discounts and all sorts of cool yeah. stuff for listeners of the show. So make sure that you check it all out. Right. Take advantage of it. Okay. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Oh, it, how could I say how often when it's something that is eternal? Glory and honor are forever. Yes. On that note, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.